Hello, and welcome to the Puppet Cluster screencast. I am James from the technical blog of James, and I am Purple Idea on Twitter and IRC. So if you have any questions, feel free to find me on IRC or tweet me. I'm usually in Pound Gluster on Freenode for Gluster-related things. So I'm going to give you this screencast. However, I want to let you know that you need to know some background information about Puppet Cluster, or you might. Now, all of these details are mostly found on the technical blog of James. I've written lots of articles about these things, and in particular for this automatic deployment with Vagrant that I'm going to be showing you today, it's great if you read the Vagrant on Fedora with Libvirt article first. My host machine is actually running Fedora 20, and instead of using VirtualBox, I'm actually using the Vagrant Libvirt plugin. Now, the thing about Vagrant Libvirt is that it only seems to work with version 1.35 of Vagrant, so don't install the latest version. Try and follow along with this article. It'll help you get through the process, and if you have any questions or if you find any problems, just let me know. I also have other articles that give you some Vagrant tricks, which are not necessarily specific to Vagrant Libvirt, but that I found are very useful. I'll try and cover them as much as possible during the screencast, but if you want more information, go through these articles. Now there's quite a bit of reading to do, but the good thing is that all of the figuring it out and engineering has been done by me, so you won't have to solve these problems, you'll just have to understand the problems. This article is going to show you approximately what I've done during the screencast, and if you want to follow around, follow for some of the specific details, have a look at it. So here I am on my machine. The first thing that I'm going to do is I'm going to go into the temp directory and I'm going to make a directory called Vagrant. Now I can do this in my temp directory without being too afraid because it's so easy to provision and destroy these machines if something goes wrong or reboot my machine. Reprovisioning everything from scratch is very easy. Now I'm going to clone with the recursive flag because this will pull in all of the git submodules that I use Now, all of this code is completely open source, including the Vagrant stuff, and all of the tools that I'm using are also completely open source. So everything is available to you, everything is available for hacking. You'll see that I've pulled in, for example, some Shorewall submodules and KeepAlive D and so on, other sort of cool tricks and tools. So here's the Puppet Cluster directory. You'll see there's a few different things. There's Builder, which actually contains some scripts for building the Vagrant base images that you'll need. There's actually some documentation which I've put together to try and keep this as easy as possible for you to understand. And there's also the Vagrant directory. The rest is mostly Puppet-related things. We're going to go into the Vagrant directory, and it has a Gluster subdirectory, which we'll be using. In this directory, you'll find the Vagrant file and the Puppet scripts that Vagrant needs. 
Now, I'm going to use the vup command, which is actually an alias for vagrant up. Now, I want to first build the puppet machine, which is going to then build all of the cluster hosts and clients that we need. Now that's called Puppet. Now the first time I run this, I want to actually tell Vagrant what sort of setup that I want to use. And for that, I've added all of these cluster dash commands to the Vagrant file. These are hacked in so that using Vagrant, you can set cluster parameters that we want later on. Uh, a few of the ones that are interesting are cluster replica equals two. I could pick a different number, but I'm going to use two as it's the most common cluster replica count that people use, and it'll work great with our setup. By default, there's actually cluster clients, which is by default one, but in this case, I'm going to choose to produce two cluster clients just to show you. There's also a cluster count, count, which tells Vagrant how many cluster hosts you want to provision. By default, it is four, and I'm going to leave it that way. So we're going to run this command and see what happens. Now, the first time you run it, you'll see that the base image, which is in this case called CentOS 6, is not installed. So if it's missing from your machine, Vagrant will automatically download it from the internet. It is currently being generously hosted by the Gluster community, and it will download that base box and then install it onto your machine. It's using the latest CentOS 6.5. That whole process takes probably around five or so minutes to download based on your internet connection speed. Once you've installed it on your machine, you don't ever really have to repeat this process again unless you have a new box that you want to install. Now the cool thing is on the right I've actually opened up a virtual machine manager window and virtual machine manager provides a nice graphical way to manage and watch what's going on on your machine. Now, as you see going by, there's a few interesting things. The first thing to see is actually that I am provisioning DNS by way of Etsy hosts. This just makes it easier so that all of the machines can talk to each other without having to host a separate DNS server. If you can find a more elegant solution for this, please let me know. The nice thing about this, it's completely self-contained and pretty straightforward. In this case, it knew that there was a virtual IP a puppet server, for annex, which is the name I use for the cluster hosts, and two clients. Now this big red mess here is actually just warnings from Puppet that tells you that something is up. These are completely normal warnings because we're actually using the same Puppet scripts to provision the Puppet server as we will to then run the rest of the deployments. Now at the moment, nothing seems to be happening, but if you look over on the right, you can actually see the network activity and some CPU. This is because the Puppet server is actually going to the public internet to download the necessary packages. Puppet server, PuppetDB, and everything else it's going to need. Sorry, I'm just talking to my computer to record
So the network I.O. has stopped and the CPU usage is going up, which probably means that the Puppet DB package is being installed. Uh, I'll show you just by double clicking on this how we can quickly get into a machine. I can log in as root, type the password which is vagrant, and you'll see that stuff is going on. The other cool thing is you could actually tweak a machine manually using this screen if you wanted to do something. The next thing that happens automatically is you'll see this puppet deploy code running. And what this is is a puppet module which actually is synchronizing all of the git modules from the cloned repository into the puppet server so that it has all of the code needed to build the rest of the machines. Now this only has to happen once. But if you want to reprovision it every time you build a new setup, you can. You'll see some of the modules going by. There's a Gluster module, there's the Shorewall module, there's the standard lib, which I just saw fly by. And you can obviously look at this in detail if you're curious to see what's happening, or you can just let it run. Looks like it's just about finished here. And there you have it. Now I didn't time this, but it's you can see that according to Puppet it took 172 seconds, and usually the whole process, if I run it with the time command, takes about five minutes. I'll show you one other thing. Over here, you'll notice that a puppetgluster.yaml file was created. If we look inside this file, you'll see that it stores all of the settings that I specified with the dash dash gluster dash foo commands. So count is 4 by default. Firewall I decide to leave off for this test. Replica 2, I've asked to build two clients, and so on. Now I could edit this file manually and then reprovision things, or I can just set it with the dash dash cluster options. So the puppet server is running. Now I could do things like vagrant destroy or vagrant status to see what's going on. And you'll see that vagrant sees that the puppet machine is running. There are four annex machines that haven't been created and a two client machines which I will also create. Now to make this easier for everyone, I'm going to split this up into multiple videos. So for now, if you have any questions, feel free to look at the technical blog of James. And thank you for watching.